Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 47 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined as always by my Nora Brave friends, Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano. How are you boys doing this morning? See, you're still on the... Uh, I'm still on the Nora Brave side. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's an homage to episode 46. But you boys are doing good, I'm assuming. Everything's okay. Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good, Matriarch Holhoven. Thank you, thank you. See, <laughs> getting in the spirit. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, uh, I'm still grinding away at that fucking game, so it's still on the top of my mind. Uh, I promise to the listeners, it won't be all that I talk about for what we've been playing in December, but I'm still jamming on it right now, so it's, uh, it's percolating, you know. Percolating. Yeah, it's, per- <laughs> it's, per- it's percolating. <laughs> I've always. The only time I've ever heard that word is like in a rap song. Yeah, it's it's usually talked about with weed, smoking weed. Oh, I've I've heard it with like when you got to poop. What? <laughs> <Poop>. <laughs> like oh things, my god! Like things are percolating, you know. Like I got I got to get to the restroom. Maybe you know they you. have those those <laughs> those fancy bongs with the percolators in them that mm. like send it back down through the water again. Oh, dude, some of those things are just like crazy intense. Yeah, it's like artwork. So one of my um wasn't a roommate of mine, but a uh like a a quite an acquaintance. What am I trying to say? At Santa Barbara, when I was going to school there, his family was incredibly wealthy. This guy would get an allowance, right, or like basically an allowance of a thousand dollars a week spending money. Okay, <laughs> and Damn. and so he had this bong that was like. A roar, I think it was. I can't remember the brand. It was like insanely expensive, right? Super big, multiple different like feedback systems, ice catcher, whatever, all this stuff. And at one point, this other guy that we knew, Alex, just got really hammered and like grabbed it and was using it. And he like stepped outside to talk to someone and dropped it on the cement and just shattered the whole thing. (laughs) And no big deal. I mean, the guy bought another one right away. Yep. Exactly. Yep. A thousand dollars a week, though, like legit. I'm not joking about that. that Isn't is that insane? Wild. That's like, that's like more than I make. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what? Yeah, his take home before working was four grand a month. <laughs> yeah, dude, what? That's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't even imagine like what what money's worth to him. Oh, it's oh, it's worth almost nothing. Yeah, I think like conversely, I was working a part time job and I would get like. $200 a week it equated to basically to spend on groceries and food and everything else from my, yeah. you know, cause my parents were good enough to help me out, but they're like, anything you want to do when you're down there, you have to pay for yourself from your job. So mm-hmm. that, that's like what that money went towards. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So anyway, some good stuff. Hey, before we get too far away from it though, I did want to call out as well. It's not in the show notes. So you guys are going to be like, huh? But I wanted to just quickly uh, address, we had a couple critiques and or criticisms of episode 46 with the with our discussion of horizon just in terms of like how negative and or positive we are being i, I want to double down i think we had a pretty fair and uh, balanced discussion there but i do apologize because if you're super into that game and you love the game some of our more negative critiques particularly mine i think because eli and daryl were a bit more balanced um you know i apologize if that offended you in any way but that's how i feel about it and uh, I don't think we need to censor our thoughts on stuff. So that's just the, the reality of it. But I just wanted to quickly throw it out there because I know a couple folks were, were a little upset. So 
Yeah, I I agree. I feel like I could have been a little bit negative towards it, but there are plenty of there's plenty of praise for it, and that's basically all you'll find. Yeah. So if you want to hear like some of the nitpicky things that us trophy hunters found mm-hmm. annoying in like a six year old game, then <laughs> you know that's what you got on this show recorded in 2021. That's right. There's good stuff all over the place. It's easy to find. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, there's value in listening to both sides of an argument about something. Yeah. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Daryl, you were a bit more positive overall. So I think people <laughs> generally were less uh, <laughs> less critical of what you had to say. But Daryl's always mostly positive. He's a, he's a happy guy. He's a happy guy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Dude, it's wild at work. You like, can't upset the guy. It's crazy. He's Probably not, why he's at where he's at. He's not phased, you know? No. Mm-hmm. Un, unfettered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are making me blush right now. <laughs> Good, man. Well, because you were cold, so now we're heating you up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get the cheeks all rosy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another, uh, another question, another quick thing I wanted to ask Daryl specifically before we get too far away from it here. Uh, you ended up seeing Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. Now... I don't want you to give me a full 20-minute breakdown here, but just for the people who are curious, because we're, we're a lot of Resident Evil listeners and viewers and players in this podcast overall in the Discord community, what, what were your like high-level thoughts on the movie? Um, To be honest, I actually like it more than the Resident Evil movies that are out there right now. Um, I like this version way better because it's a little bit more faithful to the source material. Um, things will be pretty obvious, like where they got a lot of their ideas from, from the video games. Um, yeah, they, they really try to stay true to the, the source material and I enjoyed it. Of course, it's not a perfect movie. There are some parts of the story where I was a little confused on why they went with that approach and compared to like staying true to the, to like the, the Resident Evil universe. Um, I mean, I don't want to say too much, but you'll find out for yourself. Things there's a lot of changes in the movie, but overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought I thought they did a great job. I, th- I guess my only complaint with it is that the zombies weren't zombie enough. It was oh, just okay. more of like a like a rage disease where like the people were just going crazy. It, it wasn't like your typical zombies that we're more familiar with, you know just eating people and mm. stuff. I, I guess it's more of like the the costume design of the zombies. They just look more like, I guess, zombie enough? Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. They just didn't look zombie to me. Yeah, I get you. I get you. And the zombies, of course, from the original couple of Resident Evil games are very slow moving, right? They're not like they're going to like chase you down. They're not like I Am Legend style like zombies, right? Or 28 weeks later or whatever. They're like very slow shambling kind of traditional style so yeah i'm curious i haven't seen the movie yet i was gonna see it last weekend like i was talking to you about and i uh, ended up getting super hungover <laughs> and, and then went went straight from that into my booster shot so i was out of commission for about three days there last weekend post thanksgiving so yeah my uh my plans got shifted around a bit but i'll, I'll get to it at some point soon here pretty excited to see it yeah, you'll have a good time with it. I, I guess another thing I'll say is just I, I hate those scenes where like it's completely dark and the main character's only way of seeing things is to like light up like you know a lighter or just start shooting in the dark because it's all this flashing taking place and there's like a good 10-15 seconds where 
it, that's all it is. The guy's just shooting in a dark room, and it's just like blinding me every time. I couldn't really see what was going on screen, and just getting constantly bombarded with flashes all the time. I, I'm glad. They, I'm surprised they didn't have like a you know this uh, disclaimer saying, "Hey, this movie can cause ep- epileptic seizures." Because I can see that like having somebody on the fritz if like they were watching that that particular scene in the movie. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, from I mean, I enjoyed the first couple of the RE movies, like I think one and two uh, from that whole run that uh, Paul W.S. Anderson did. So I'm, uh, I'm curious to see a different person's take on it. And one that, like you said, is supposed to be a little more faithful to the games. So, yeah, I'll report more on it when I eventually see it. But I know you had. So I just figured if folks are interested, we'd give you a chance to, to speak to it real quick. So thank you for that. Eli, any desire to see the Resident Evil movie? Probably not. You don't, you don't watch yeah. movies. What am I talking about? Eh. Eh. That's an that's an emphatic eh. <laughs> he plays his movies. That's what. There you go. There you go. Well, Fortnite's not really anyway. We'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> so very good. Okay, thanks for that, guys. Uh, we have a banger question to start off here, and also just really quickly, if you're if you're not part of the Discord community, go and check out the Discord community. If you're not part of the Patreon community. Go and check out the Patreon community. You get to ask us some cool questions over there as part of your perks and offerings. Patreon.com slash Trophy Talk Podcast. There's links there to the SoundCloud, to the uh, to the Discord, so you got everything you need. One of our banger questions that we always start off the show with actually comes to us from a patron this week, which is pretty sick. And I'm curious why <laughs> pretty sick. <laughs> I'm pretty curious what you guys have to say about this. So this one comes to us from Skrillis, and he asks us, What's a food combination you eat that people might find weird, right? His example is that he drinks a glass of milk when he's eating pizza, which is disgusting, for the record. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that tomato sauce swirling around in that milk. Just think about that for a second. Oh, my God. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, man, lock that guy up. Lock him up. He's a psychopath. Yeah, you two need to be sharing a crib together because between the two of you, you got some psycho tendencies. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, what what did you guys have for this one? I mean, this is a little tough for me. I I don't know if I have anything that's like that level of weird. Yeah, I don't think that's a that's a that's a high bar to reach right there. Uh But um. You know, I always, I always thought it was weird that people ate ranch with their fries. Um, I, I maybe it's because I was never really a ranch fan. Sure. Um, but now that I've, I've, you know, grown up, uh, I've tried ranch and it's pretty good. And I do eat it with my fries occasionally. It's hella good, bro. Yeah, it's pretty good. Now, is um, that your preferred condiment for fries, or do you still go ketchup or no? I like Nothing. both. Okay. I don't like I don't like sacrificing one for the other. Okay, have them both if I can, you know. Yeah, I get you. Um, but I that that was a I don't think that was that weird, right? No. Um, and I thought it was tough coming up with something like this too because I don't eat drink milk with my pizza or anything to that level. But I did I did just r- realize I do like to um like have soda with my pretzels and like crunch them up in my mouth and then take a sip of soda so they get like kind of soggy and the, the, <laughs> the, like it's he's got to be mountain dew or pepsi uh which are pretty much the only sodas i drink anyways 
but those with like yeah like crunched up pretzels it's like mid mid chew take a little sip that's oh, wow oh wow yeah, yeah. oh that's that, that's some weird shit right there that's good <laughs> that's <laughs> You should I, try. I get the philosophy behind it. Like, if you just kept them separate and you didn't do the, like, mix them up in your mouth kind of thing, totally chill, right? Because one of them is, like, very salty. You want to refresh yourself so you have your nice, you know, soda beverage there to do that for you. But you're just a little, you're jumping the gun a little bit trying to do them at the same time. You know, just give it a second, swallow, then have your soda. More the merrier. You can <laughs> segregate them like that. <laughs> okay, that's a good one, though. I like that's yeah. more than I could think of. Daryl, did you have anything for this? Honestly, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I have anything. I mean, I do like put hot sauce on a lot of my food, but that's not weird. I feel like most people do that anyways. Yeah. Um, like, Daryl I mean, doesn't like, have anything. Get out of here. So. You got something in there, buddy. We know it. It'll come to fruition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he I just feel... doesn't want to tell us. It's worse than it's worse than pizza and milk. It's worse than the pizza <laughs> milk. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't, can't even... let this one get out. Yeah. Is there anything worse than pizza and milk? True, true. Good... I don't know. Man. I'm okay. So I'll just come to his to Skrillis's defense really quickly to say he doesn't dip them at least, because I would fucking I'd probably oh. call the I'd call the authorities if yeah. you dip your pizza and your milk. But even just the combination together, it's a lot of dairy, dude. It's a lot of, like, phlegmy, gross, dairy, cheesy milk in the back of your throat, you know? It's a lot. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, oh I, I feel like milk might be... It's not the worst thing. At least he's not, like, I don't know, chugging hot sauce or something. It's With your I pizza? Know. I mean, I put hot sauce on my pizza. Yeah, but you don't like drink a glass of hot sauce with your pizza. Oh no, 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 no. You know it could be worse. Well, it there, could be worse. I think that there are weirder combinations of drinks. Don't get me wrong. Like drinking mm-hmm. coffee while you're eating pizza is pretty fucking weird, right? That would be. But it's not gross. It's not gross though. I think milk. Why is it gross? Is gross. It's milk. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a stigma you have against milk. Yeah, I don't mi- think that's a, a problem with his combination. Of milk. Y- and you pizza. might be right there. It sounds like a personal problem. Well, okay, let me ask you this, right? When's the last time either of you just drank a glass of milk? Uh, actually, last week when I had low blood sugar. Okay. Helps your blood sugar go up nice. It's all lower. right, well. Get it, all right. Juice. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm going to say I've never had a glass of milk. That's the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not that extreme, but I haven't had glasses of milk just plain since I was like a child when I was worrying about my bone density. And, and trying to like grow up. Once you're an adult, if you're drinking milk as an adult, you got a problem. Okay, that's it. <laughs> you should not be drinking milk as an adult. That is a chi- that? that is a children's drink, just like applesauce is a kid's food. Okay, hey, what? Hey, hey, you, you whoa, that out, sir. It's yeah, literally it? it's literally baby food. Okay, if you're oh eating applesauce God. as an adult, maybe you need to take your dentures out and go get, get in your crib and have a nice little glass of milk too. Okay. Damn, you eat shit, son. Yeah, then you can't have, like, tomato sauce on anything, then, either. You can't have pizza. You can't have it on your pasta. No, 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 no. It's pureed tomatoes. You don't get Gerber tomato sauce for your for your baby. You literally get Gerber applesauce for kids. Yes. I get adult applesauce. It's a brand. What's it called? It's called adult applesauce. 
and it says not for calling underneath that. That's right, because I'm not a child, and I can eat, oh, I can chew. God. I have the ability to use my teeth, so I don't need you to eat, eat applesauce. Apple yeah, eat an apple. Eat I want apple. Apple. Uh, Yeah, because it's no added sugar, bro. I don't need that applesauce. Come on now. Wait, you need a little cinnamon on there and stuff? You put cinnamon on your yeah. apple. <laughs> it's not that complicated. Who carries cinnamon, dude? Yeah. It's Come got on. good stuff. You're crazy, Colin. No, nah, applesauce is whack. That's the psychopathic Applesauce is there. whack. It's super One point whack. for Colin. Yeah. Grease the company, man. Colin, you join me and Skrillas in the psychopath. I'll try. I'll hang out yeah. with you guys. I'll hang out with you guys. <laughs> you can have all the applesauce that they give us there. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, Let's go. God. I'll trade you guys. You can also have my milk. The loony bin applesauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can also have my milk. Skrillas will just have... The most dense bones on the planet because he's just had calcium for 50 years. Yeah, what's your bone density at like right now, Colin? It's great. Feeling good. Haven't broken a bone since I was 14, so obviously something's going right. Have you? Do you know what it's like where it's at? No, I don't know how to. How do I measure it, that? It could be falling off. No, because I eat a lot of cheese, so I get my calcium that way. Hmm. So kids don't eat cheese. Oh yeah, dude. Calcium's in a lot of things besides just milk. Oh no, man. it's a myth. It's a, it's a myth. <laughs> you drink like oat. Oat milk or I do, something? Yeah, I, do, I don't drink it, but if I'm going to have cereal, I use oat milk. If I'm going to make mac and cheese, I use oat milk. The only time I use creamer is in my coffee, and it's a very small amount. And when I'm at work, I actually drink my coffee black. I don't use creamer. So Now, that's one thing I don't get. I drink almond milk because I have to. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, but there's no sugar in it. Mm. But if I had the choice, I would 100% drink milk with my cereal, and I would have milk with my cookies and shit like that. Yeah, let's be very. I find it weird that you make that choice. Let's be very clear. I prefer the taste of normal milk. Okay, what? But what? (laughs) What? What are you saying? We got little John here, man. Okay. (laughs) What's what's wrong over here? I was trying to explain something, and you just freaked out. Go ahead. Okay. So I like the taste of normal milk better. So I agree with you. Like, yeah, I would love to use that for my cereal. However, normal milk, cow. Mass farming industry, it is not good for the environment. It's less healthy for you, right? And I would rather go with a lower environmental impact food when I can and get oat milk. I don't get almond milk because almonds use a shit ton of water, the more than most other crops per pound on the planet. And when we're in a drought in California and when water is scarce across the board, we shouldn't be growing almonds just for milk. So I do oat milk. So what? Where does oat milk come from? Oats. Yeah, but like, how are that? Is that that has no mm-hmm. uh, environmental impact? Much lower. To grow grow a pound of oats versus grow a pound of of almonds, how many gallons of water does it take? Like, probably two hundred fold lower, insanely amount lower. Sick. Yeah. So just think about that. Okay. Think about it. Um, it's it's made by watering steel cutting oats, though. So. Put it in your head. But it's okay. less. It's less. It's much less. Look it up. I'm gonna look at. You want me to, I'm gonna do it right now. How many gallons of water grow a pound? Oh, here we go. You grow a pound of almonds. How much? How much do you guys think? Well, we're talking about the full process. Just to make sure. Yep. Full because process. To... Full full process. How much do you think it takes? I think you mentioned this before, Colin. It was like in the thousands, right? I'll say like one thousand. Okay. Eli. I don't know. 1,900 gallons per pound of almonds. Stop eating almonds, people. You don't need fucking almonds. I'd rather have a planet than almonds, okay? Stop eating them. How, how much water does it take to of oats? produce a oat milk? Let's see. Out of oats. 290. Plus the process? Is no, that that's full growing? process. That's full process. Yeah. 
290 to produce one pound of rolled or flaked oats. Yep. But oat milk. Oh. Uh, grow a... Uh, it's going to be hard. Uh, uh, oat milk? Gallon of oat milk. How much water does it take to make a gallon of oat milk? Uh, it's one to four. 145 gallons. So less than it takes to process? Mm-hmm. So it's probably 145 plus the previous number. So it's probably like 300 something, but it's still like compared to 1,900 gallons. Yeah. Insane. Significantly dude. less. Significantly less. So all I'm saying is, if you guys like almonds, that's great. Eat your almonds, but don't eat that many of them. All right? We don't need to support and prop up this almond farmer industry just so we can all run out of water in 10 years. Just drink regular cow milk. <clears throat> all right, let's move on. Thanks for that question, Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, uh, I kind of went over my weird thing. I don't really have any. Yeah, let's move on. That's good. Thank now, you. Thank you. Go ahead. If it wasn't for the practices, mm -hmm. you would drink cow milk, right? Yeah, if we could find a way to sustainably do it, sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, there is a way. We just don't do it. Exactly. So there you go. Yeah. Like if I had a farm, right? If I lived on a farm or something and I would produce my own milk or whatever. Yeah, sure. You know? Down. Exactly. Super down. Super down. Thank you for that, Skrillis. Uh, go get some help, though, because that milk and pizza thing is fucking weird. All right? Much love. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, Eli, do we have any dad jokes to get into here? Oh, uh, yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, one second here. Okay. Just a, just a quick little one. Uh, why are fish so smart? They swim in schools. Yeah, exactly. Good one. Good one. Yes. That was a that was a starter question. Yes. Okay. Uh, what is a police officer's favorite console? Oh, uh, the Wii because of the baton. Uh, <laughs> not because of the baton. It's the Wii U, Wii U. Oh, it is the Wii U. Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you're pretty good at this, man. Oh, hey, you know what happens when you hang out with an insane person enough? He starts to become insane. Right? <laughs> Before you know it, Daryl, you and me are going to be dipping milk in pizza. Or pizza and milk. <laughs> oh, man. No way, Jose. All right. How do you get a Bulbasaur on a bus? Hmm. I don't know. I would like to know. Daryl? Uh, catch it in the Pokeball, then go on the bus. <laughs> you Practice. Pokemon. Oh, God. You what? It. <laughs> you Pokemon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, it could have been with any Pokemon. That's the thing, you know? Like, so I, I was trying to think of something specific to Bulbasaur, and I was like, well, he's got his sunbeam attack and his... Uh... <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what's Zelda's favorite breakfast side dish? Link. Sausage links. Yeah, sausage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Combine the forces. Yeah, we got it, Daryl. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, last last one. How do astronomers organize a party? Um. Oh God, it's there. You know, it's at the tip of my brain. Something cheesy to deal with, uh, 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 like an observatory or like a, uh. Oh my God. I got nothing. They plan it. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was right there, Colin. That was right God there. God damn it. <laughs> okay, those are those are good ones. Pokemon and Planet, you know? Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. A little more gaming related. Yeah. No, good good stuff, man. You you, know, you really upped your game ever since you started stealing Nick's from work. I think that's uh their <laughs> 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 com- combined effort, okay? Sure, sure. Whatever you say, dude. Either way, I'm happy with the results, so I'm not going to hate on the process. You know. All right. Very good. Well, I think we're we're warmed up now. We're feeling good. You guys ready yeah. to get ready to get into the show a little more proper here? Yeah, feeling better. Feeling better. Feeling warm. Feeling we made you blush. That's a good thing. So, as I said before, with Squil- uh, Squillis, <laughs> Squillis's question, uh, you know, go and check out the Patreon, patreoncom podcast. All the names that I'm about to read out here are Patreon supporters of the show. We thank you so much for your generosity and your support of our podcast. It really means a lot. So a special thank you to Charles Bilby, The Sly G. Cooper, Patrick Tebow, Slugger, Be Down, Maximum Carnage, and Skrillis. So again, thank you very much for your support of the show. We really, really do appreciate it. And with that, we're getting into the Patreon questions, okay? I'll start off and read the first one. I was going to make Eli do it, but it's a little longer, so... We'll we'll spare him the uh the misery, okay? Eli, so you owe me one. Spare, spare All right, you guys the misery. Yeah. Oh, so this first one comes to us from Maximum Carnage, all the way from the UK, and he says, "Would you?" And here's how you know it's in, from the UK, right? He spelled favor with a O U R. Psycho shit. Okay. Would you be in favor of games that come with the option to obtain an entirely new set of trophies that unlock once the platinum has been achieved? Let's call the trophies we have now precious metals and the new set, Precious Gems. So for example, a new bronze trophy on the hypothetical new list would be a sapphire, a new silver trophy would be ruby, gold would be emerald, and platinum would be diamond. Precious Gem trophies could be entirely online-based or hardcore gameplay-specific, and with that option, and with the option excuse me, to unlock the list after the platinum is achieved, you wouldn't have to worry about accidentally unlocking a trophy from the extra list at the start. I'd also limit this to first and second party games as it means to not let minute platinum or minute platinums, excuse me, or cheap plat games ruin its ecosystem. So in essence, a, a way of uh, prestige levels for trophies, like, and I think we've like briefly talked about that before, but this introduces this whole nother, you know, the, the precious gems, which I thought was a cool way to do it. So wh- what did you guys think for this one? Daryl, let's start uh, with you. Or Eli, let's start with you. Sorry. No, let's no. go on. Let's start with you. No, no, no. I read the question. I'm not I'm not going first. Not All right. I really like the idea, but I think, you know, personally, I would have to pass because I think there are enough games out there to keep you entertained instead of having to play another one over again. And if you're like so inclined to play a game again, then and you like it that much, then play it again for fun. It's a bold statement. Um, yeah, I think I think the way that he laid out the trophies with like the precious gems versus the precious precious metals is a, a really great idea because like we've talked about prestiging plats before never in depth like this but i think i think that's a really great way to do it to distinguish them stop i see what you're doing what you're correcting my fucking spelling no, I I am. Am. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing <laughs> knock it off i don't like the underlines on the document i don't like the little blue and red i can't i can't handle it dude drives me nuts 
Anyways, why are you looking I at think... that right now? What are you? <laughs> what are you doing? You're, you're typing in what I'm reading right now. I, I didn't type anything. I just right clicked oh and corrected. That's all. That's oh, all. I'm trying to help yeah. you out. I'm trying to help you out. Now I'm lost. Every, well, I think it's a great way to do it. Is like distinguishing it rather than having like, oh my god, dude. Jesus. <laughs> I, I had to Christ. get in on it, man. Yeah, I had to get in on oh, this. Christ, I'm just gonna delete your shit. <laughs> Hey, I was correcting a spell, a, a spelling error, a grammatical error. Okay, called you out on this last time. It just it moves the words I, I all over the place. I didn't erase anything. Focus. I didn't erase. Yeah, but it, it moved to the fucking lines and shit. It's almost like maybe you should spell check yourself, you know, and then I wouldn't have to do it. After the <laughs> I'm the one reading it. You don't need to be fucking reading it. Why don't you get back to the question at hand, okay? Because Maximum's gonna be a little upset oh, that you're spending your time, your precious time, on his precious gems. Talking about spelling errors. Okay. Yes, Colin Daryl got it. Yep. Okay. Uh, but yes, I think this is a great way. <laughs> I think it's a great way to introduce that instead of just having like an extra platinum or something. Is having like uh, a distinguished, like, hey, I did this twice. Kind of list. You know, maybe it would be like next to your other ones on your uh, on the app or whatever, where you could see them see them differently. Instead of having just like two platinums that you you wouldn't really ever notice, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be like the the ultimate accolade you could give a game where we talk about having you know getting the plat is like you know the ultimate accolade you can give a game that you really like, and uh, yeah, I think this would be a better way to do it because um, it could potentially make like the base game easier and more accessible, especially with the first and second party studio where they're having this trend of the new game plus trophies where that could be part of the prestige list or maybe it wouldn't maybe it could you'd have to play it four times that would be the that would be the big debate yeah there's a new game plus trophy you put that in the base list and then the prestige list is another set or you know i think so because he's saying like the the whole system wouldn't unlock until you platinum the game, right? And it's imp- it's totally possible that you would beat a game and not platinum it. So you'd be eligible to go for new game plus stuff before you had the platinum. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm saying you could work it. You could work it either way. Right. Right. No, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're on the same page here. Stop worrying about the spelling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's disconnected from the call. All right. So let's uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's in here. He's just being silent. He's being silent. You still there, bud? Ombre? Okay, sorry. I was agreeing with you. I think your point is right. You could do it either way. Yeah. Yeah. But you would not want to participate in the system, you said. Uh, it's a, I like, I I do, I really like the idea. I just, I just, I I don't know if it's, if it's necessary. Sure. And it would be, I think it would just kind of get messy. And they're, you know, like, if it's only first and second party games, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot there to unpack, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hmm. Okay, interesting. What about, what about you, Daryl? What do you think about this? Something you'd be interested in or no? Um. Yeah, uh, I would be interested in. You know, this type of system with precious gems and stuff like that. Man, interesting question right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, uh, these questions are getting 
pretty unique every time we uh, have a question from Maximum Carnage. So appreciate that question. Mm-hmm. I I do like this approach to trophy hunting. I don't have it in my notes, but I do kind of like the idea of like the like the trophy medals or gems being expanded because we we've seen bronze, silver, and gold for so long. It would be nice to have maybe a little bit more variety, you know, just to have a little bit more value in our trophy list. And yeah, you know, the the thought that for me that comes to mind sometimes and sometimes in our conversations with one another is like, why why should there be a, a list forced onto me that I have no intention of playing? So, like, most recent example for me is Horizon Chase Turbo. This one I actually saw in Discord. I had no idea that this was true, so I had to like verify and check if Horizon Chase Turbo actually did have a DLC um, included for that game. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I-, I looked in the PlayStation Store and found that it did have a DLC and another separate list added onto it. So, a game that I had platinum. The game to have fun with back in the day, once I platinum it, I had no intention of ever playing it again. A few years later, now there's a DLC included, and now my 100% is dropped to 85%. Yeah. Um, what just dropped? Dauntless. DLC. Oh, yeah. There, it's another great example. Mm-hmm. 100% down to 24%. Really great. Love it. Yeah, exactly. So we all have those kind of games where, you know, we 100% of the game. We probably never thought we were ever going to play it again until another trophy list was added. So, like, having that option of where, like, you platinum a game, and here's this new DLC that comes out. Do you want to play that game for the trophy list? Or do you want to just play the game entirely because you actually enjoyed it? I think most trophy hunters would say, well, you know, if I really like the game, I'll play it. If not, you know, I, I wouldn't even bother yeah um but yeah you know something like that uh would be cool to have an option like that like if i really really enjoy the game i'll play it and you know the trophies would be an added bonus to that don't just throw a list onto my um onto my game and then like drop my percentage down because i'm probably never gonna play it again yeah what if it was like an option that you could like opt into that's exactly what i was gonna say like unlock unlock the precious gems <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. if which you are could... very reminiscent of minecraft by the way got gold emerald diamond i like it yeah that's cool <laughs> uh good shit there <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say too it's like i like this system and i would be down to do this assuming that i could elect to opt into it or not so like if i get the platinum it's like hey congratulations on achieving the platinum in this game would you like to participate and unlock the righteous gemstones <laughs> you know or whatever uh additional list yes or no and mm-hmm. i mean honestly i just i we were just talking about it with daryl's point too like i hate that games have dlc lists that i haven't purchased i have no intention of playing and they mess with my percentage like why mm-hmm. am i why do i even have the option to see those things if i don't own that version of the game it's so stupid and this kind of alleviates that a little bit i think assuming you could opt in and uh yeah, like I'm running into that with Horizon right now, where there's like three different lists on top of the main base game list, even though I bought the complete edition. 
So in reality, shouldn't you just wrap it all into one list and one package together? But no. So there's Frozen Wilds DLC quests. There's DLC feats and achievements, like doing specific actions. So that's two separate lists. And then there's a third list with just two trophies for New Game Plus. Like, what the hell is this? You know? So yeah. I would, yeah, much rather have, in general, like this is kind of a tangential thought, but we've talked about it, roll your New Game Plus trophies into your main list if you're going to do them. Do not make no. them a separate DLC list or a separate thing that's going to mess with my percentage and my completion. I hate yeah, that. But then but if it's in the regular list, it would still mess with your completion. Yeah, I just prefer it that you're way. Like, do I mean, it or, you won't get the Platinum then if you don't do those, but you can still get the Platinum without doing the New Game Plus with the way it is right now. That's true, but at least you know it going in, right? You're like, I think the most egregious examples are like when games first come out, their first or second party, and then like a month later, they add the new game plus patch, and then these two trophies come out of nowhere. Like, don't even get me started on the patches in general. Yeah. Whether they come with the DLC or not, that shit's just so fucking annoying. It is. And um, I'm glad you brought up Horizon Chase Turbo because I like remember reading about that in the Discord, but I just went and looked at it while you were talking daryl and i didn't realize like shit there's there's 11 new trophies or whatever now oh yeah oh another another thing i did think of was like the the reason why i've never really been a big fan of like new game plus trophies in the actual list compared to like a separate list is because normally for me when i play a game and i finish it i really don't jump back into that game like right away so like having that trophy list nearly completed minus like that new game plus trophy it would just drive me crazy so like having it on a separate list is actually like what i would prefer but like in the system that maximum carnage is suggesting i would prefer if that trophy or that tro- that new game plus trophy was like had a different value now because normally yeah. mm-hmm. like marvel spider-man and horizon zero dawn a bronze or a sil- silver is typically what you would get but now if it's like in this new ecosystem where now it's upgraded, like a bronze is now a sapphire or a silver is a ruby, that would entice me to play that game again because now I'm not getting like a worthless bronze or a silver anymore. I'm getting something better than that now. Yeah, they could totally get away from there adding that shit and put it into the into this new gems list, which would be mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, that would be Because cool. I think as a trophy hunter... When you beat a game, the one of the best feelings is going and deleting that game. 100%. percent. <laughs> yep. One of the worst feelings is beating a game and having one trophy less left, and you have to play the whole fucking game again. Welcome to my life right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yep. yeah. Any way we can, we can curve that, I think, would be good. And I think this Precious Gems would help. Yeah. I agree. I, I'm a fan of just, in general, not having New Game Plus trophies, like, and yeah, yep. I, I, I guess that's like yeah. really what I want to say is just don't do those as trophies. It's stupid, right? Or unless, it, yeah. you have to be really selective about it, you know? Yeah, unless, unless it's like a Souls game where there's different endings. Exactly. And it's not exactly, and you don't have to new game plus, you just have to take a different route, mm-hmm. or there's something else for you to experience, then yeah. that's uh, at least a little better, you know? Yeah. Multiple playthroughs are still a, a deterrent for, you know? I Abs- think most yeah. people absolutely but... same thing for like Resident Evil, right? Like technically those are new game plus playthroughs that you're doing, but the trophy isn't for beating it again. It's for beating the game without using this many healing items. And it just happens to be easier on new game plus, right? You could yeah. do it on mm-hmm. new game. So that yep. kind of stuff doesn't bother me. A, a fucking bronze trophy for beating horizon again. 
bothers me. Right? Like that's yeah. that's a bit egregious. So anyway. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Like Max McCarnage also mentioned like, you know, this would like particularly apply to like online trophies and like difficult related trophies. Sure. So I kind of I kind of like that he was like you know, creative in that aspect cuz there are a lot of times where like we we can play the game, pretty much do everything, but we're kind of held back by, you know, some of the games that have harder uh difficulty trophies or online trophies. So good example of that is like Call of Duty. I like playing the Call of Duty games just because the stories are pretty great to play. I don't like doing any of the online stuff. Like, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, like all that stuff that you had to do in Blackout and all that. Not a big fan of that. Don't really care. So that yeah. list is probably never going to get the platinum. And, you know, I, I see that kind of working in there where I can worry about the story, have fun with that, and just not even touch online stuff at all. Like, I won't even have to worry about it. I got my platinum, my 100%. Oh, would you like to opt in for this next level tier? Oh, Call of Duty? No, I'm good. Thank you. Yep, exactly. And like like some of the harder games, like I'll use Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. That game's platinum is achievable, air quotes. Mm -hmm. But however, uh, getting there is a near impossible task for most gamers because of Mind Lieben. Right. So like leaving Mind Lieben for a separate list would be cool. Mm -hmm. uh, just so people can like play the game, get the platinum, and not have to worry about Mind Lieben. But for someone like me, you know, I do kind of like the idea of that bronze being a sapphire. Cause yeah, it shouldn't be a bronze one. for that trophy in the first place. Like, what kind of sick shit is that? We've it's talked about that plenty up. of times. Like, there's no way. Like, that should 100% be a gold. If you need to rearrange your other trophy values to make that a thing so you don't go over the point limit, do it. Because there's no way that that trophy should be a bronze. It's like an insult. Even though, like, the sapphire is a bronze in this new system, I think that would be a little bit more approachable to players compared to, like, oh, I'm doing all this for a lousy bronze. Yeah. But, like, slapping on the sapphire, you know, maybe people would be a little bit more enticed to do it. What would be the cost of a diamond then, though? I feel like the diamond would be 100%ing the precious gems extra list. Like Probably. what that, would be what would be the cost of an emerald then? I don't know, dude. Yeah. And sapphire is mine leaving. Well, no, no. I, I yeah, that's the epitome yeah. of oh right, trophies. right, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I well, so I just disagree with the fact that it should be a bronze anyway. I think it should be a gold. So in that instance, it should just come into the new system as an emerald. But mm -hmm. that's that's you know, yeah, yes. Um, I did want to say too because we brought up this idea of like. You know, we haven't gotten a new trophy level or rarity in a while. It's just bronze, silver, gold, and then the platinum. And I think, like, even adding something else into this category is an interesting idea. Like, if they added iron as a, as a metal, right? It's below bronze. So now, the, all these games that have, like, here's 52 bronze trophies. Well, make, like, some of them irons, right? Make that the lowest, the lowest point value. And all of a sudden, it doesn't feel as bad to be earning bronzes. You want a worse ratio? I do. You want to add more trophies and have like 100 I want more stratified irons, levels. 60 bronzes. I'm just saying, if a game has, you know, 62 bronze trophies with DLC, maybe make that like uh, 25 of those are bronze and then 40 of them are iron or something. 
right. of 60 trophies. This, yeah, the game I'm going to talk about in a little bit, there's 62 bronze know, trophies. But... So that's too many bronzes. Get <laughs> Sounds it. a little off character for you, Mi- Mix it up, dude. Mix it up. Or you could add something else at like another level. Like, um, you know, if you're going based on like the ranking systems for a lot of games, like bronze, silver, gold, then there's usually, yeah, the platinum, which they've already screwed themselves out of by making it the most valuable. Mm-hmm. They could do diamond or they could do some other, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. But. It's an interesting idea. Interesting question. I would, if again, I think the whole notion of this for me hinges on can I opt in or not. If it automatically yeah. unlocks when I hit the platinum, then I wouldn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, something where it's like a game I really, really love, and I could say yes, I do want some extra stuff from it, then sure, you know that sounds cool. Um, yeah, but it, good, good question though, Maximum. Thank you as always for writing it. You guys have anything else to add on that one? No. Okay. All right, well, uh, Eli, I'm gonna Eli, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. You got to read Sly's question for us. Sick, dude. The short one, I like that. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, if you had the opportunity to change three things about the gaming industry, what would they be? Boom. This was from the Sly G Cooper as well. Thank you for your question, sir. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, I would say the the <laughs> the the first one that I would probably want to get rid of is crunch, which. Well, and this is for like a, that's not, that's a, a developer, a developer standpoint, right? <laughs> you have something all else of, there. All of the script, Colin. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? A little peek behind the curtain. Eli's trying to mess with us by adding words to the to the <laughs> Google Doc. Uh, but yeah, so crunch. And this is a weird one because I've heard arguments on both sides of this, where a lot of the times at studios, when they're crunching, when they get to the end of a project before it goes gold and releases, they're not forced to do this necessarily like you don't hear stories of like i didn't want to work 65 hours so they fired me it's normally like we want this project to come out in the highest quality that it can everyone has been working on this thing for years and we're dedicated so we're going to spend two months and we're going to crunch and get it out if that is the scenario i don't necessarily have a problem with it but i but i know like in more recent years like this whole aspect of crunch and and studios coming out and saying like we've got this game out and we're not gonna we're not gonna do crunch we're gonna do forty hour work weeks right that's like some of their new mandates and mantras I think that that is a good thing so I want that to be like a standard the other side of that too though is creative people you don't work like that right like if you're really into an idea and you're really into something like take for example Eli when you were like designing a bunch of stuff for like YouTube or for Twitch. Like you, no one was forcing you to do that. You put in the extra hours because you wanted to, and you were like into it, right? And so mm-hmm. if I was just like, nope, you're capped, no crunch, your your time is done for the day. You got to get out of here. That's also kind of a weird approach. So mm-hmm. it's a little weird. I I just think maybe a better way to phrase this is like, I want the developers and everyone across the world, no matter what job you work, I want there to be a work life balance that is respected. Right. And so I want that to apply to the gaming industry just in the same way that I would want it to apply to an industry that we work in or to any other industry. Right. You shouldn't be spending 90 percent of your time at work that you're awake. Life is too short for that. It's ridiculous. Unless you want to. Unless you want to. Exactly. So that's that's you shouldn't be forced to to do that. Number two. I don't think they can. I don't think they force you. They don't. They don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, a very misconstrued. Like, you know. They don't chain you to your desk and say you can't fucking leave. Exactly. No, no, I, you just that, don't I agree. Have to move your fingers over the keyboard. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I, I know what you mean, and I, and I haven't encountered or read stories of where it is really forced like that. 
So maybe this is less of a thing than the than like some media and games outlets are making it out to be. But yeah, crunch. I just want a story. Number two, season passes. Stop it. Stop <laughs> with the fucking season passes. It's enough. I don't need it. No one gives a shit about your goddamn tier system that comes out once a month to get me to come back to your game. I don't give a shit about it, at least. Let's put it that way. Not every game needs to be persistent. Not every game needs to be something that I play every single day to unlock daily and weekly and monthly challenges to get my new armor piece, okay? Have some goddamn confidence in your gameplay that people will want to play it because it's fun and because it's good. Stop it. Get rid of season passes. I'm over it. Every multiplayer game that comes out, oh, did you get the season pass today? Or did you get the season pass today? Shut the fuck up with the season pass. Enough. Okay? I'm pretty upset about it. Did you know? I, and no, yeah, I, number three, yeah. open world games. Get over it. Um, it's too many of them. All right. I'm not saying you can't have some, but not every game needs to be 40 to 60 hours that comes out. Okay. That doesn't mean it's AAA just because it's longer. I hate to break it to you guys, but the length of a game does not dictate its quality. There is no direct correlation there by necessity. Okay. So again, it comes down to a confidence thing. If you think your game is good and you have a story to tell me, tell me your story. I don't need this emergent world where I have 80 hours to run around and fucking dick around. And do, it's no, it doesn't add anything most of the time. Sometimes it does, but most of the time it's bloated and it's there because, again, what do companies want? Your time. They want you coming back. They want you to keep playing, keep talking about their game, keep tweeting about their game, keep posting about their game on your socials. Come back and get the season pass so you can play with your friends again on the. So Stop it. It's too much. About open world games with the season pass, the worst, by far the worst combination you could ever have. You could ever have. It's sort of like in the example I gave in my like little write up was like in the early two thousands, everything was a shooter. There was like a first person shooter coming out all the time. Mid two thousands, the same thing. It was like the hot genre of the day, and then now the new genre of the day is like open world action RPGs, and now they're just all over the place. Dime a dozen every every fucking month, you could play a new action RPG open world game if you want. But who has the time? Especially if all the other games I'm playing have season passes I need to go back to and unlock my cosmetic items. Stop it. I wonder if that's like a sign of the of the technology in the times, right? Like early 2000s, a 10-hour shooter was a little more appropriate to, to build and uh, run on the systems we had. Mm -hmm. Now that we have these tremendous systems, mm -hmm. let's fucking make it 80 hours. It's possible. Yeah. And... And, uh, you know, I'm being hyperbolic, of course, like not every open world game is bad because it's an open world game. That's not what I'm saying. I just think in general, the trend is like bigger, more of everything yeah. in every game. And it doesn't need I it. And I would much prefer a company come out and a studio come out and say, we are really confident in our gameplay loop. We have an awesome story that we want to tell you. We can tell you it in 20 hours. Here it is. Right. Play it. And you don't need to keep you don't need to keep me there with these like side quests and activities that really don't add anything to the game other than just giving me more hours in the game that I don't know. But again, it might be a value proposition thing, right? Like for folks who don't have a lot of expendable income, they want a game like that because it can keep them occupied for a long time. So I recognize that it could be a, a privileged position for me to say that that doesn't matter to me. But uh, there are games yeah. like that. They don't all need to be that. Exactly. If you don't have a lot of money, then you play those handful of games. Exactly. Yeah. And nowadays, there's so many free fucking games. You don't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't like get sucked into the season pass thing. Mm. 
my god you know yeah the season passing but like there's so many free games that are great like rocket league for example <laughs> sure my, Fortnite, minecraft Fortnite, Fortnite, you know minecraft is Le- free league of legends uh but, runescape uh uh, uh um, warframe you know like there's tons of these things yeah like, destiny destiny uh um, exactly what's that uh the diablo one oh um path of exile yep there you go like there's so many good choices of of genres to play and then you got like your mmos and vindictus and um there's there's so many games to fucking play for free right i like almost want to like uh that'd be a dream it's too late now because i have such a big backlog Mm -hmm. but like just like get rid of all my games start over fresh and literally only play free-to-play games because it'll last you forever it totally would because as long as you don't buy into their like season pass which Mm. i don't mind spending money on rocket league because i enjoy it and i want to support it i think it's the best game ever but you know you don't have to yeah genshin impact is free halo infinite is free for multiplayer Right. Yeah. There's so, so much to fucking play. Yeah. Like you don't you don't need to be buying games that are like you know those hundred hour, two hundred hour. Like it's just I don't know what it adds. Okay. I that I guess that's what it comes down to. Like, and I don't mean to harp on Horizon, so I'm not going to use it as the example. But let's take I I haven't played it, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We've got a lot of people who have played that in the Discord, right? Some people who are playing it right now. What does that game being a hundred hours do that it couldn't do and accomplish if it was thirty five? What? Which game? Assassin's Sorry. Creed Valhalla. Oh, does, yeah. Does it need to be that big? Really? Really? No. I, I would argue it probably doesn't, right? I'll say the same thing for, like, any of the older... Like, Assassin's Creed Origins, which I love, didn't need to be that big. It didn't really add anything to the game that it was just that massive. It was just more things to tick off. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, that's speaking of free-to-play games. Go ahead. There's this new game called Century Age of Ashes. It's like a dogfighter, but on dragons. Oh, I saw some uh, some gameplay of that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks interesting. World um, of Warships, Smite, RuneScape, dude. I know that's what I'm saying. Warface. Anyway, Daryl, what did you have for uh, for this guy? Sorry, I didn't mean to, to rant there. Um, to be honest, I couldn't really think of three. I I think the only thing that really came to mind for me was like microtransactions. I never really partook in that, but I just felt like that was like. One thing I kind of wish they would just eliminate that whole system right away. Microtransactions, yeah, I, I just wasn't really a big fan of them. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know many people who are. <laughs> you know, it just like like you said, it it really didn't add any value to the game. It was just more of like a like a cheap way to like cut the line, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend money to to get the best guns or you know these skins and stuff. I'm like, what? Like, you can get all that just from simply playing the game. Like, why are you putting more money into it? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just my thought. No, I agree with you. Yeah, there seems to be that like shift of these season passes, these battle passes, whatever. The old games, old shooters, and multiplayer games used to have all that content. You just could get it by playing the game a lot. You know, like I remember specifically there was one armor effect in Halo Reach where you had like little like lightning clouds around your shoulders and it like it was like really cool looking. And it was the very last unlock you got in the game for hitting max level in the multiplayer. Right. So I didn't have to pay for it. I just had to play the game a lot. And I played the game a lot because it was good. I didn't play it because the new battle pass was out and I wanted the cosmetics. So I had to come back 
and grind out weeklies or pay you 10 bucks for it. You know, charge me up front if your game is good. I will pay you the money if your game is good, and then I'll play it and unlock stuff that I want over due time, you know? What what gave me satisfaction is like, you know, like, let's say like you played against someone that had like that last cosmetic unlocked. And in your mind, you see that in the, you know, in the game and you're thinking, oh man, that guy played a ton of games. He's probably good. I'm probably gonna get smashed by this guy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't end that way. You end up like totally owning that guy. And you're like, man, that guy just bought that. He ain't good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's the thing that can happen now where it couldn't happen before. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, if you had that armor, it meant you put a lot of time into that game, right? He feared. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, that guy just like had an extra five bucks laying around, so he just bought it from the store. Doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't mean anything. So, yeah, so I agree. You with get you. Rocket League and get your uh, status symbols from there. There you go. They have uh, rewards for what uh, rank you've made it to. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, oh, wise. Yeah, what did, what did you have for this? See, Eli, I'm sorry, where... I didn't, were you done, Daryl? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I'm good. Okay. I, I will probably just like pick it back off a lot of what you said, Colin. I kind of like what you said, but I think you explained it fabulously. Oh, thanks. I got a little angry there in my coffee. Yeah, I agree with the, the season passes, the open world games. I don't know so much about the crunch, but I may have misconstrued this question it says about the gaming industry and yours were a lot about like development and like that side of gaming mine was more about like the not even like the community just like the whole just gaming in general and so my my first big complaint that uh that i would change if i had the opportunity to change would be the supply constraints because it's just not accessible for most people right now i mean as far as consoles and pc and you know that kind of stuff it's just hard to get your hands on yeah Um, that's a good one yeah it's it's a little ridiculous at this point um because it's just it's just going to turn people away from you know especially pc gaming it's a big turnoff right now but even like you know you don't need to upgrade but it's just like it's just a big downer you know Oh, I want the new PS5. I can't have it. I can't get it. Even if I, even if you got a thousand dollars a week, you know, say yeah. you, say you have that kind of income, right? You right. still couldn't get it if you didn't, you know, if you didn't fucking, you know, trample over a grandma and rip it out of a six year old's hand. Like you still couldn't get it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that that would be why one. That's like the biggest thing I think, because I think accessibility is uh, is important. Uh, and then along with that, the uh, the negative stigma that that comes along with gaming is something I would change. Hmm. Oh, like when you say like you're one. a gamer, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, and I, I don't think it gets, the, you know, the respect it deserves with like sitting in, you know, compared to like how many people watch TV, and that's okay, but like gaming and actually using your brain is is looked down upon. Yeah, totally. I think, it, I think it's a bit ass backwards. It's definitely ass backwards. It's probably something that will change. Like by the time like Zayden's old enough to re- you know realize that kind of stuff, I feel like we'll be largely past it because we're yeah. we're like you know thirty ish now, and so pretty soon yeah. most most of the people will have grown up playing games. Yeah, I definitely think it's changing. There's you know there's a lot of like content creation right now too, which I think makes it 
you know, a little more acceptable. And yeah, you're right. As by the time we're grandparents, there there won't be that anymore. Exactly. Because, you know, we'll be the old people that that agree with it. I, I have a pretty funny example of this too. So, uh, buddy at work, uh, he's got this. He's got this friend, and uh, you know, she was talking to her other friend, and uh, they they were like they were like kind of talking, but they decided to just be friends or whatever. And so, he he texts her one day like, "We got to talk." something to tell you mm-hmm. and uh sets up this whole thing she comes over to his house it's, it's you know it's 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 per- it's really personal i don't i don't really tell i don't really tell a lot of people this and uh so she's like you know like what the f- like yeah what's he happening likes me or like he's got like this serious disease like something's going on here it's really fishy and so he opens the door to his back room and says I, I play flight sims. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like a full setup that he's got locked behind doors because he's, you know, he's too embarrassed to admit he plays flight sims. I mean, that's cool, dude. I wouldn't uh, be embarrassed of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, that's one of those things, you know? Yeah, uh, it is. Well, it, it's like uh, when you're on a date or something, right? Like I remember... When I started dating Stephanie, a couple dates in, like the conversation, you know, it comes up at one point where I was like, hey, just so you know, like I, I like to play a lot of video games. And to, that means different things to different people, you know, mm-hmm. to non-gamers. They're like, oh, so you like, you know, play Mario Party like with your friends sometimes or something. And it's like, no, no, I play like two hours a night if I can, mm-hmm. you know. But but if you think about like how many people watch an hour to two hours of TV every night and don't even like bat, the, bat an eye at it, mm-hmm. it's not it's not any different, you know. No. Nope. Yeah. The only big difference is that, like, you can talk about it with other people. Exactly. I think. But, you know. Well, you can talk about it with other games. I see what you mean. And there's also this, like, I think, um, stigma where people assume you're, like, kind of isolated when you're gaming. And they mm-hmm. don't quite under Like, my parents still don't quite understand when I'm playing, like, Halo or something back in the day. I'm like, no, I'm these are all real people in the game, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, everyone on... I'm talking to five people on my headset right now. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not just, like sitting here isolated staring at a screen not talking to anybody there's a social mm-hmm. component to this too so. there's a time for that but Exa- yeah yeah that was yeah. a fucking blast in high school when i was playing with you know all my buddies call call of duty you know yeah. pre-game lobbies and shit dude it was a fucking blast oh it's hilarious dude you spend especially a lot of warriors you spend more time in the lobby than in game yeah. sometimes especially in pennsylvania when it snows you can't really go out and do much like what i can meet up with my friends exactly or with covid right i mean like yeah i mean all this stuff like when I moved across the country, like to go to, to grad school, like it was a great way to stay in touch with my friends on the West Coast was playing games. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, it's a new bonding opportunity with me and my son as well. Yeah, there's a lot of positives to it that I think people will recognize more as uh, the, the, the medium gets older. It's still pretty mm-hmm. young, relatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then my last thing is slightly to. Oh, no, it's not actually just kidding. But the toxicity in the gaming as far as you know, other gamers. Um, I don't know. I get it'll happen. I I was kind of like hesitant on putting this on the list just because like it's, it's going to exist and that those people are everywhere. But I just wanted to call it out because it's, uh, it's a bit annoying. I think it, it can help. It helps me and like people that recognize it, like, you know, deal with that kind of thing. I just ignore it most of the time. But there are times when, like, I can fall into it if I, like, you know, I'm feeling a little, 
feeling a little aggravated or just feeling a little trolly, you know? Yeah. And like, even if I'm not serious, like I know like the impact it could have on someone on the other side. So that's why I, I typically steer clear of it. And Rocket League's big on that, I'm sure. Um, a lot of the online games like uh, League of Legends, like you play, I hear has a pretty bad environment for that. But... Yeah, I, I go in and I, I mute all right when a game starts. So oh, yeah. I, I don't see anything they type or anything like that. Yeah. But on the same terms, they should still bring back toxic pregame lobbies. Yeah, I like <laughs> the, the pregame lobby. That's the place that for just... the shit talking, right? Yeah, like, yeah that, that's where it happens. And then it's so funny when people used to talk smack and then the game ends and you wreck them. And then after the, after the game, you're like, so what now? <laughs> what, yeah. what happened? And they just like leave hella quick. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, that's the thing that like pissed yeah. me off in like Rocket League when you like you miss something. They're like, oh, what a save. And it's just like, bro, you've never made a fucking mistake before in your life. Yeah, I'm not like, a computer. And, and then it's always it's always like the person who is talking the shit is the worst player on the team. And they end up making a fucking mistake over and over again. It's. Well, like, it's because they're unhappy like, with their own gameplay that they rage at other people. That's the yeah. reality of it. Yeah. Yep. And I realize that that's that's like the that's been one of the most beneficial things in like my Rocket League. It's like what if I'm like starting to feel like I'm blaming my teammates It's because I'm playing like shit. Yep. Yep. And you got to just take a step back and be like, what can I do to uh, yep. to play better? Yep. yep. Yeah. It's a good realization in life as well. See, games teach you lessons, yeah. folks. I think it lessons. does because with like the teamwork stuff and inside of it where it's like everyone complains about their teammates in rocket league but like if you you know ball goes in you're not even anywhere near it your teammate double committed on you you ask yourself like why wasn't i there why mm-hmm. couldn't i have saved that yeah because it's a team effort and like it's you know you got to recognize that other people make mistakes too and you know it's, you're not going to win if you don't all come together yeah, I agree. Um, I was just thinking about an example from like the Halo side where like we always used to get mad at folks like if you're playing, for example, and like one of your teammates is just running off and dying all the time by themselves. Mm-hmm. You're like, what are That's you doing? Me. Like, why are you by yourself? But then as you, as the teammate, you need to go, OK, if I want to win this mm-hmm. game, I got to start following this person around. Right. Yep. They're not going to follow me. They're not going to go. Even if I'm going the way that we're supposed to go to get the power weapons or to pull the flag or whatever, they're not going to do it. So if I want to win, I need to help them out. You know? Yep. So exactly. you can always adjust your own gameplay to be more successful. Mm-hmm. And it's an important thing to learn from any sort of multiplayer game. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it for that question, right? Anyone have anything else to add there? No. All right. Good. Well, thank you very much, Slide G. Cooper, for that one. And Daryl, can you take us into our final Patreon question here from Slugger? Sure. So Slugger wants to know, now that December PS Plus games have been revealed, what was our favorite month of PS Plus offerings this year? And he also wants to know, do you think it was a good year for the service? Okay. Well, yeah, so I, I found all the offerings for the year, and I tried to, like, put them up uh, on the dock for us to, like, review across the last couple of days. Uh, pretty... I was uh, let's start with the second part of the question. I think it was a good year for the service. What do you guys think? Great year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I Great year I, until December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I um I understand that this is a tough balance because not everyone is going to like every game that's offered, right? So it can be a solid offering for a month for example, but none of them speak to you specifically. So like 
it's weird, right? I, yeah, I know. But I do think in general, if you're just looking at it pound for pound and what the games that you got were this year, it was a really good year for the for the service. And so I'm quite happy to have to have participated in it, even though I probably only added a tenth of these to my to my library. I still think that it was worth it and uh, was a good set of games. As far as the favorite month or like what month we thought was best, I think we all had different answers. But because I've been ranting a ton, Daryl, why don't we start with you? <laughs> what did what did you think was the best month for this year? Uh, for me, I didn't really find the month. I, to be honest, I really didn't play most of these games. I probably played two, but out of the two that I did play, I probably be like June's offering the most with mm-hmm. Operation Tango, Star Wars Squadrons, and Virtual Fighter Five. Yeah. I didn't play all three of them, but I did play Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I played that with my cousin, and I think Eli also played that with Slugger as well. And I, I heard they had a really good time with that game. So I think June was probably good for me. That was a good month. Yeah, that's a solid one. That's a solid one. Um, okay, Eli, what was your favorite month? I gotta go with March because I, I think there were a ton of great games they gave away this year. Like, um, but as far as the best month. And the most well-rounded month, in my opinion, would have to be March. Because you got you got Maquette, beautiful puzzle game, the Final Fantasy VII remake, an exhilarating action game. So <laughs> it was pretty new at the, the time too. It was like only a year yeah, old. Yeah. It was brand new. Overhaul of like the praised classic. I mean, that's a great offering. Yep. And uh and then you got a challenging souls like for the shooter category. So you got shooter, puzzle, action, all all highly regarded games i think it was a i think it was the best well-rounded month and you got you got farpoint vr which i heard was a pretty decent shooter for vr not perfect as most vr games aren't but yeah i think that was i think that was the best best month because i mean this month is pretty good too if it wasn't really for the challenger edition and the ps version of ps4 version of mortal shell but I also don't think it has the same rounded lineup. Like sure. if you don't like if you don't enjoy swinging swords and slaying lords as much as I do, <laughs> then it's kind of like a one sided type deal. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They're they're kind of the same genre for December. Yeah. 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 Except for Lego DC supervillains, of course. But but yes, I see what you're saying. Right. I think that's I think that that's almost makes it well rounded, but you know, the other two are just a little too similar. Well, I, I said January was the best month, but I got to be honest with you. There's a few in here that are like pretty closely tied to that. So mm-hmm. it's, I, again, just speaks to the strength, I think, overall of the offerings this year. So January was Maneater for PS5, which is a really well-regarded, fun game, especially if you're, for a Platinum Hunt. I heard it's pretty good to Platinum Hunt in um, and Trophy Hunt in. And then Greedfall and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So... Those are kind of like not amazing games, but I think good games like Greedfall is the one I probably know the least about. But Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I liked the first two entries in the new Tomb Raider series or the reboot. I've heard this one is good, maybe hard from a trophy hunting perspective to 100%. But if you're just a, a, a you know PlayStation gamer, PS Plus user, that's a really good month right there, I think. But again, there's a lot that come close to that and also have really, really solid offerings. Um I could totally see a world where, for example, even 
Hunters, Arena Legends, play, PVZ, Battle for Neighborville, and Tennis World Tour 2. Someone might have loved that month, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, November, we got three VR titles in there, which was an interesting idea. But First Class Trouble, pretty unique style of game. Knockout City, while I got super frustrated with it, is a fun multiplayer game. And is up for multiplayer game of the year in the Game Awards. It's one of the nominees. And then Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning, pretty solid, lengthy, you know, fantasy yeah. RPG. I mean, there, it's just like, again, no matter which one of these months you look at, there's there's at least one game in there that I'm like, that's pretty good, you know? Yeah. Um, Hell at Loose, Mortal Kombat X, and PGA Tour for October. Pretty right, banger. Right. And Fe- that's, February, yeah. Control Ultimate Edition and Concrete Genie, pretty lit. Maybe yep. if Destruction All-Star was, like, switched with that Maneater or something. Been- sure. Or that Odd World, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, Odd World yeah. Soulstorm was supposed to be really good. Uh, with Days Gone and Zombie Army Four, I mean, those are it's solid, mm-hmm. you know. Um, anyway, Daryl, I before we get too far away, I saw you had some other notes on the doc that you wanted to, to bring up about this, so I want to give you a chance to speak to that. Yeah, so <clears throat> you know, between like this year and last year, uh, with the games that have been released. 2020 there's only 28 games and this isn't even including the ps plus collection that got released in november oh yeah 28 games from last year and then this year in 2021 39 games so it's really cool to get like those extra games in um uh, you know w- with the obvious being that the ps5 is now released so there is an additional game for the ps5 players out there so it's really cool that that, you know get a little bit more content yeah that's great yeah when one they, thing i did yeah mm-hmm. was 2020 the year they dropped uh vita because they were giving out vita games up until is that like 2018 2019 or am i tripping uh um, let me look I don't know, the 2020 was the month that dropped out or the year um, i'm not too sure about that one okay uh this was in 2019 they stopped yeah, yeah. okay yep 2020 was so, a a slim year for sure mm-hmm. yeah so yeah pretty cool you know you know like compared to like last year where we only get two titles you know maybe one of them was one that we liked or maybe both of them were games we didn't like so it's kind of cool to have like that additional game to kind of round it out you know yeah looking at this year there was like at least one or two games that were pretty good for each month so yeah. really good i did notice that like between november of last year and, and november of this year that's that's the month that they've been releasing more games so like they released the ps plus collection last year and then this year they released six games so I don't know if that's going to be like a trend going forward because we're now going into the holidays or something, but mm-hmm. it, it was kind of strange that November was stacked between this year and last year. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're onto something there because usually in November, the year-long PS Plus is also on sale. So they're probably trying to say like, hey, like look at all these games you get. Like see how many you're getting this month. And hey, a year yeah. is only 39 bucks. Like, So that doesn't surprise me. That's a good call out. Yeah. yeah. I think part part of... It might be some kind of trend. I hope it is. That'd be cool. But I think the uh, as far as the PS Plus collection goes, I think that came out because the PS5 came out in November. Right. 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 
which I honestly, I kind of forget. I don't know about you guys. I kind of forget about that. And then I go and look at it and I'm like, man, there's some good games in here. Like yeah, I added them all to my library already. So I can forget about it. There you go. There yeah. you go. Cool. But yeah. There are some good games in there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Slugger. Hopefully that's a, that's a satisfactory answer for you there. We all agree. It was a good year for the service. We've got different months that we think were the best. And I think that's even an, a, a better example of how good it is that we all have different answers for that. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for the question, as always. All righty. And with that, we're going to get into the, uh, the main discussion here, which is our trophy list discussion and breakdown for the PS Plus offerings for December of 2021. Last one of the year for these. And the offerings for this month included LEGO DC Supervillains, Mortal Shell, and Godfall, which was a specific edition so there's a little bit of a a weird sort of caveat i suppose with that um but but yeah uh what let's see here sorry yeah, do second. we want to discuss our uh, go ahead these games before we get into them and the offerings in general yeah yeah because there was there was quite the big debate in the discord about the uh the games this month and um one being that um, Godfall is that Challenger edition, uh, which is basically a tri- a trial. Um, the developers have been trying to argue that it's not. I'd like to hear more from Daryl when we when we get there. But then the other big drama was that the the Mortal Shell edition is the PS4 version of the game not the enhanced version that is available on both the PS4 and the PS5. And they both cost the same money. So there was a lot of debate about why they're giving out this inferior, obsolete version, in my opinion. I don't know if, Daryl, you were uh, engaging in any of that? Or what your findings it. were? I had seen the the amount of unread messages but yeah, yeah. I, I didn't how many was it it was quite a bit it was like 30 i think oh that's it by the time i checked i felt like it was more dude i had been like a hundred something dude oh man it was going off <laughs> it could have been a hundred i must have been like thinking of like another channel but yeah there was a lot of unread messages too many for me to read honestly i felt like the conversation was all over the place yeah, it, it, a lot of it was around um, Mortal Shell and it being like this obsolete version and like why they're giving that out. Um, Compared to the Enhanced, right? Yeah, because it's okay. the Enhanced is available on both and it's the same price. So why would they give out this version that is obsolete? Mm-hmm. I really think it was just like a, they mis- they picked the wrong thing from like a drop down menu, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I hope it's like <laughs> yeah, that. like I re- I bet you it's something like that, or just like the picture they just pulled the picture off of uh you know like oh here's a mortal shell picture and it's like it's not that white the white logo it's the it's the darker logo that right. signifies the PS4 version right uh, that would be that'd be great because it really it it's just mind boggling like why that would even like I, why is it even on the store anymore it's like obsolete. The other one's available on four and five, and it's the same price. Yeah, that is so weird. So they're not giving up. Like it's not like they're saving money or like they're just making it less accessible for no uh, like advancement for them. Like there's no incentive for them to do that. You know? Yeah, it's I agree. Bizarre. 
That's yep. why it does. I think you're onto something with that mistake because feels feels a bit weird. <laughs> it totally does. It totally does. I know. I know that they've been getting some backlash on this month, right? People have mm-hmm. been complaining about that, and like you guys were talking about the Godfall thing too. So it's um, it's interesting in that sense. I don't know. I still think like the offer, like Mortal Shell's a cool game. Like I've been like tangentially interested in that. Like I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think I'm gonna play it because I picked up Dark Souls two a couple weeks ago, and like, if I want to play a Souls game, I'll play that. But um, yeah, it's still like I don't know, looks fun, right? Yeah, yeah, and there's supposed to be some kind of like free upgrade for this Mortal Shell, but seems very confusing in how it works because I don't see that being a thing on the store. Hmm. For this like specific version. Yeah. But I think if you like buy the enhanced version, which is like the same price, you get the upgrade if you're like playing on a PS4 now and then you play it on a PS5 later. Yeah. Obviously plays better. But yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting into some weird territory with I feel like it happened last month too with some of these VR games where it's like it's available in non VR, even though it's a VR title. And then you have these issues with like which version of the game and but. Like, now that we're straddling this sort of, like, in-between generations here, like, you're kind of getting into this weird space where on PS4, right, it was just simple. Like, that's the... Ver- that You got the fucking game. <laughs> you got <Yep>. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to hopefully next year when, like, we're past this, like, in-between phase shit. And it's just, like, you just get the game. Kind of like yeah. if you were on Xbox or PC. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, in that they, sense... They've already figured it out. <laughs> Yeah, and in, in that sense, it's it's uh, simplistic for them, right? It's, mm-hmm. It works. Um, yeah, because I think the Mortal Shell isn't even up for debate on those systems. They don't even exist. Right. Right. The other, you know, the PS4 version doesn't. Well, obviously the PS4 version, but like the uh, the original version doesn't exist on those. Platforms. The Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. I know. Very weird. Okay. Well, yeah. So, so there's some controversy around some of the stuff this month. But I think in general, you know, I when I saw the lineup before I did some digging, right, and like those things came up in the Discord, just seeing the lineup, I was like pretty like, oh yeah, it's good, you know, uh-huh. yeah. But again, you got to slay lords and what was the phrase you said? Swinging swords, swinging and swords and slaying lords. Yeah, you got. That's my health point, right? Yeah, you got to be into that. You got to be into that for sure. But between like Mortal Shell and Kingdoms of Amalur last month, I mean, you got some pretty good like fantasy yeah. combat games going on definitely oh yeah um let's see where do you guys want to start does do you, anyone want to go first particularly or i can go first dig a little deeper in the game doesn't uh doesn't matter to me you know what why don't daryl do, between you and me what do you want to do when you go i'll go first all right I have no problem all right let's get some let's get some godfall discussion going here so what'd you find out for us uh so f- uh godfall the challenger edition uh developed by counterplay games published by Gearbox Publishing. It made several games that you might be familiar with, like Subnautica, We Happy Few. Oh, wow. I didn't um, realize they made Subnautica. Yeah, I guess they, they worked on it. Um, it's one of the games I've been wanting to play for a while. So, hmm. Cool. All right. We shall see in the future. So I'll talk about the trophy artwork, followed up by the trophy list, and then kind of give you a breakdown of like how these trophies are broken up into. So trophy artwork... In my opinion, opinion, I thought it was kind of bland with the artwork kind of being like a picture of an enemy or an item 
and just the same brownish yellow background throughout the whole trophy list. I thought that was a little bland, but you know, in this defense, I think it's decent, a lot better than some of the other trophy lists I've seen, like until dawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same butterfly over and over, just different colors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I did notice with this particular trophy list that I uh, noticed is that, you know, in the past we've seen, like, you know, s trophy patterns with, like, the trophy value being indicated in the image or the background or the border. We've seen that throughout several games before. But this one took a different approach. Um, if you look at the trophy list, there's these little diamond icons in the left-hand corner of all the trophies. And that's the indication of what the trophy's worth is. So if there's one diamond, that's your bronze, with four being the platinum. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's different. I haven't seen it before. But it was almost irrelevant because most times when I looked at it, I was like, oh, what's that little speck in the corner? And then I had to remind myself, oh, that's the trophy worth. Mm. Um, but a little different approach. Can't knock them for trying something different. Sure. Uh, next um, is the trophy list. So the base game, you got your one platinum, two golds, nine silvers, and 34 bronzes. Follow up by three DLCs, which include another three golds, five silvers, and ten bronzes. Platinum right now on the PSN is 2.1%. So not that rare. Pretty pretty manageable platinum to achieve. What I did uh, see, um, kind of just like my first impressions of this trophy list, is that it's really grindy, but it's straightforward. You're pretty, you know, it's pretty clear what the game's asking you to do. Right. So there's no confusion on, like, what you need to do. Everything's straightforward. What you need to do is in the trophy description, which I like my trophies to be pretty clear and concise, no up-in-the-air type of crap. Uh, trophy breakdown. So pretty, pretty easy, you know, like, way of, like, to manage the trophies. I thought they were all pretty straightforward on, like, like what what kind of categories these were all placed into. Mm -hmm. So, like, eight trophies were just requires players to defeat bosses, elite enemies, and mid-bosses. Six trophies to defeat specific enemies 200 times each and 2,000 enemies total. And as I continue to go through this breakdown, you'll start to see how grindy this game gets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seven trophies inflict each status effects 100 times and inflict any ailment a combined 300 times. Jesus. Another four trophies for using special abilities X number of times, such as shield throw 200 times and performing a polarity shockwave 100 times. Five trophies for performing a weapon technique each 100 times. Five trophies related to combat maneuvers, such as parry attacks or hit enemy weak points. Seven trophies for picking up equipment, Electrum, just kind of like the in-game currency, I think, or like the resource you can use to upgrade stuff, I believe. And opening chesses. Three trophies related to Tower of Trials. Yeah, so that's pretty much the breakdown of the trophy list. And if you're kind of wondering, like, oh, how the hell am I going to keep track of everything? There is an in-game tracking feature called Merits. 
it kind of sucks, but I'm still glad there is an in-game tracking system because it doesn't track all the trophies. So it'll track some, but not all of them. Got it. So, yeah, it's good to still have a feature like that just to put your mind at ease so you can check in every now and then, see where you're at with each trophy. Uh, just so you're not, like, going insane wondering when this damn trophy's going to pop. That's good that they have and, some sort of tracking system, though. I like when games see that. Yeah, yeah, that's always good. It's yeah. better to have one than not. It's just, you know, I played a few games where I've had to do stuff like X number of times. And, you know, like with Friday the 13th, I just had like a pen and paper just keeping track of everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't the most consistent, but it kind of gave me a rough idea of where I was. Pen and paper tracking, dude. That's old school style right there. I like it. (laughs) You you gotta find ways to make it work. Yeah, 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 no. Things trophy hunters do. For sure, for sure. Now, so, um, Godfall, the Challenger Edition, which we're actually getting, kind of generated a lot of buzz amongst gamers. So, with the Challenger Edition, it comes with, you know, some cool features, you know, cool depending on who you are. Uh, max level <laughs> at 50, all 12 Valor plates, which is like the, the armor, I believe, like the armor set, sets in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And you un- unlock all in-game content, which includes Ascended Tower of Trials, Dreamstone Challenges, Lightbringer Mode. You know, it sounds like a cool package, but what, you know, what we're ca- kind of like missing out on is like the actual base game. So the challenge is the actual game. game. (laughs) 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 Yep. Doesn't come with any of it. So you're just getting like the end game stuff. None of like the, you're not getting the whole game. And it's kind of pissed off a lot of people. And, you know, to what Eli said, it's basically like a demo. Yeah. Not really getting much. And it, it really only benefits the people who already own the game. Yeah. Yeah, I it mean, seems bizarre. As like, the PS5 offering, it's pretty egregious. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Why would you want to give away... Like, that's the whole point of playing the game. You're, like, why are you having people not want to... Like, the whole point of playing a game is get to the end game and start wrecking shit. You're just going to let people go in and... It's weird. It seems it's, weird. It's super weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really get it at all. How... Go ahead. Is that calling? No, I said I just don't get it at all. I mean, I, I, the game is clearly not doing well anyway. And then, like, mm-hmm. when you're not, you're not even going to give people the full experience to jump into and experiment with, it's like, what's the thinking here? You know, again, right. was someone like literally just kind of drunk when they were doing this month, where they were like, all right, selecting the wrong version of Mortal Shell, check. Uh, not going to actually accidentally not giving the full game for Godfall, check. You yeah. know, like it, it seems like they literally just like fucked up on a couple of mm-hmm. these. To me. Oh, they did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if yeah. part of their thinking is like, hey, like there's huge sales that go on in November and December on the store. You can get tons of games for super cheap, right? Like we are going to not worry about it that much for December's PS Plus offerings because if you want stuff, you can get it for cheap anyway. I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's what it feels like to me at least. 
it's just kind of weird how this game was marketed because like on the actual playstation blog website mm-hmm. they say oh here's this cool game that we're going to give you which allows like new players to experience the game and the end game modes minus the story content of the base game and the expansion and i'm just thinking like what yeah what it's super weird minus man. the story like i want to play the story i don't want to have to buy it yeah exactly like that's the part i'm interested in <laughs> Right. (laughs) That's the whole point of playing that is to get good and get to the end game. Now you're just giving away the incentive to even play the game. Like if they thought people were going to buy the game after this, it's like, why? Mm -hmm. I've already beaten it. Mm -hmm. I already. Yeah, I've started at my max power level. Now you want me to go play when I'm like underpowered again? It doesn't make any sense. I'm level 50 with all (laughs) 12 dollar plates. Like, what am I doing this for? Exactly. Yeah. Probably some cheap move for them to like boost up their sales. Like, oh, if you like this, now you can buy our game. It, it was that's ass backwards again. It, it is like, but give away the story version of the game. Have people go up to level fifty, and then it's like, oh, but here's all this other free, or you know, do it some other way. Advertise like this end game content in a, in a different way. Just backwards. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really weird. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you are one of those backwards people. Yeah, I mean the game is on you know on the PlayStation Store right now for sixty bucks, but it is in like the end of the year sale that's currently going on for thirty bucks. So if you are one of those backwards people, you got until December twenty second to pick that up. Yeah, um, it's the digital deluxe, which actually includes the base game and the Fire and Darkness expansion. So, hmm. um, yeah, I will say I did buy this close to full price. I remember you playing uh, it close when... to launch. Yeah. Yeah, when I built my PC, which was close on. So I bought it on the Epic Game Store. It's kind of a, a pretty good trial for my computer because it's pretty uh, graphically intensive. So I would definitely recommend it on the on the PS5 to yeah, get the but, full experience because it's yeah. supposed to be like a next-gen thing that they downgraded for the PS4. But you enjoyed what you played at the game, right? Yes. So that's what I was going to point out with this whole starting at level 50 with the 12 Valor Plates is that uh, picking the game up. So first off, I started, I played on mouse and keyboard because I'm, you know, I was trying to challenge myself and I still am with learning games on mouse and keyboard. Sure. Um, just because I don't want to just play on. I want to learn something new. So it was a bit overwhelming for me with that. Um, but on top of that, I think all of these like valor plates and skills and ability that come along with it are like, I wonder how they're going to introduce that when you start at level 50. Because there's a fucking lot going on. I couldn't even figure out how to do um, some of these, like, fuck, I forget. You, like, build up some kind of energy and can unleash some attack. And it was just like, I was basically just swinging my sword around. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get into the depth of combat because I I couldn't at the time. I don't know if it was mouse keyboard thing. It definitely felt like a lot. Each Valor Plate has its own like unique talent that you can unleash. So, you know, it's a lot to it's a lot to take in just just straight out the gate. Hmm. For sure. Yeah. Because there's all you know, the enemies have different uh effects. I think that's probably why they give you the twelve valor plates, because you know, some are poison or earth or electricity or you know, shit like that that go good against different enemies. So there's a good bit of depth there, but to jump in at level 50 
it's gonna i mean you you'll end up spending two hours walking around the, the menus and and the uh like there's this you basically have like an armor room at least in the main game that you're not getting that 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 where all your valor plates are located so you know you'll end up spending like two or three hours just looking at shit if they don't if they don't roll it out nicely hmm. which i don't know how you would when it's like that's the thing you're playing is the end game you'd have to know all that shit yeah how so. are they tutorializing it that's a great that's a really great like point because yeah again you're jumping in at the end you know i can't imagine that I don't know if you jumped in and like you just played the last like two missions in Horizon, <laughs> I'd be like, "What the fuck yeah. is going on?" Like, I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea how to do this. Um, Here's, yeah, hmm. but I can say I did enjoy what I played of it. That's why I'm a little more bummed with this because, like, I think the the, the base game would have been fun, and I'm sad that it didn't do great because I think it looks cool and there's there's some depth there. I don't think it's maybe it's not what everyone's looking for. Yeah, I, I'm not. I wouldn't but, expect it to be amazing, but if it was a solid like seven or eight out of ten, like a good game, you know, mm-hmm. like I would, I would have been down to uh, to check it out. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a really weird one with this guy. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. what to make of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, are any of uh, you guys gonna pick it up or add it to your your library for this? Or yes, no, Colin, we're not psychopaths. We add the games to our library. Okay, for free. I'm not adding this one. So I know curious. you're not. Yep. Because you're weird. <laughs> yep. Not adding it. Nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> the same weirdo who says applesauce is for babies. Yeah, it is dude. for babies. It is for babies. <laughs> <laughs> and adults, man. <sighs> oh applesauce is a multi-generation food. You're tripping. Good. Well, when you're old and sickly and in your nursing home bed, you can have it right next to your great-grandson or great-granddaughter in the bed with you when, when they're a baby. You enjoy that experience. Exactly. It's a bonding experience. You enjoy that. I'm be like, I'm too good. I'm too good for that applesauce, honey. Yep. You eat that yourself. I'd be like, why don't you bring Big me guy. uh why don't you bring me some pasta or an apple or a salad or something that's like oat actual milk. Like, some oat milk. Oat milk. <laughs> yeah, bring me some oat milk. <laughs> don't bring me that almond milk that they oh, use thousands yeah. of gallons of Yeah, don't bring milk. me almond milk. I'll throw it out. I'll throw it out. <laughs> it's all we got, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I don't drink that shit either. Get that out of my face. Right. Well, interesting uh, interesting offering for the month. But I appreciate the break, the breakdown there, Daryl. Do you have anything else you want to add on this guy? Oh, that's all I got for Fall Gods. Oh, I, I mean Godfall. <laughs> Fall Gods. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Eli, do you want to go next or you want me to go next? Sure. Okay, go I'd for love it. to go next. Let's get into some Mortal Shell discussion. Because we're brother. talking about Mortal Shell, the PS4 shitty version. Okay. Just kidding. I don't know yet. Yep. I'm a little peeved. But yep. anyways, it's still it's, it's still a, the game. You still get the game. It's not a demo, at least. Eh, might as well be. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, this is a Souls-like game developed by Cold Symmetry, and it's a studio of just four people, which I find pretty amazing because it was one of the better Souls-like of, you know, recent years. And yeah, there's that's Hell, wild. Hellpoint. The Mortal Shell did better than Hellpoint for sure. Uh, Ashen, The Surge, even The Surge's first game, Lords of the Fallen. That's so long ago, though. Yeah, it's a 76 uh, on Metacritic for, uh, yeah, so for Mortal Shell. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Code, Code Vein and Neo. I think Neo is probably the one that, that tops this, but I think as far as Souls-like, this is probably... One of the be- one of the better ones, if not the second best behind Neo that you can get that's not Souls. Yeah. Part of the Souls 
uh, from software game, I should say. Um, the thing that is different that I think is pretty cool about this game is that there's uh, stamina, stamina, health, and resolve are the only stats. So the damage is only based on your weapons and how much, like which which weapon you have and how much you have it upgraded. And then if the shell offers any type of damage buff, then uh, those that's the only way to to change your damage. So I think that's cool because it's a little more accessible to most and have instead of having to go into in-depth research on what kind of build you want to do you just switch out your weapon um you maybe you don't want to upgrade the wrong one or whatever but you can switch your shells on the fly so i think it's uh i think it's pretty cool yeah definitely i mean i'm intrigued by it this is one i will add to my backlog but i don't plan on playing it anytime soon hmm. so but still it's good yeah, and there's that free upgrade I wanted to call out. Again, we kind of talked about it already, but don't know what it means. Um, there is a, excuse me, there is a Virtuous Cycle DLC that adds, it's basically turns it into Bloodborne. <laughs> okay. Um, not exactly, but there are like, there are trick weapons. I think it adds some kind of trick weapon thing, and there's a whole other list. We can get into that more later. Um the base game has a uh, six out of ten difficulty, two playthroughs, um, and but it's only twenty five hours for those two playthroughs, so it's not bad. Yeah, I heard like I heard like you know seventeen ish hours, something like that, for your first playthrough. Okay, and then like yeah, your second one is way way faster. Yeah, hmm. and then as far as that upgrade stuff goes, the list do not stack. So I wonder what that means for all this like upgrade and what version they're giving. Um, so yeah could be could be weird i want to watch out wait till the details are fully rolled out um before you make your decision on this but um as far as those those lists go and the trophies they have there's one plat six golds 12 silvers and 19 bronzes we think about that colin yeah i like it that's good <laughs> See, that's pretty not, good right there that's huh? pretty good not too many <laughs> trophies good ratio distribution amongst them i like yeah. it yeah yep. yeah that's pretty it's pretty good I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of those, there are six missable trophies, um, which I do want to say they they have some pretty good trophy naming in this. I think it's it's pretty lit. Yeah, fam. it does seem pretty good based on what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh the missables are bartended, which is a uh, a fam- familiar familiarity. It's so fucking hard to say familiarity. Uh, mm-hmm. Familiarity. Mm-hmm. There's every item in the game has a familiarity bar. Okay. <laughs> God damn, I'm just <laughs> stuck with this. So like it's based on how much you use the item and you have to max that out for each for every item. Um I don't think it's too big of a task, but it's it is there, something that you can miss if you don't get familiar with all the items. Familiarity. Familiarity. <laughs> I'm gonna be so balls and that familiarity. Stephanie just um, brought me a peppermint mocha from Starbucks. Oh yeah. So what's your familiarity with that? Pretty low familiarity level, but it's about to get higher. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, then there's another one called Face Off, which is beat the tutorial boss, which is a uh, you know a Souls like um, is that trope? Is that the right word? It's a thing they do. Yeah, it's a trope. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this one you have to beat it, which is like somewhat missable, but it's not that big a deal because you know it's like two minutes into the game. If you really need to start, you can try it on your second. Uh, playthrough or just start a new profile 
mm-hmm. new safe slot mm-hmm. and 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 get there and and beat it. So it's not too big a deal, but okay. it's there. Yep. And then there's the secret of false truth, which is the collectibles, specifically the secret lore, because there are two types of collectibles. There's inscription, which there are 19 of, and the etchings, which there are 17 of. And um, the the inscriptions are kind of out in the open, pretty easy to find, you know, like something you pick up. And then the etchings are uh, something that you must hit with your weapon to reveal. So they're they're a little bit harder to find and knowing, you know, where to swing your axe to or whatever weapon to uh, to reveal these etchings. Um, but that's the only requirement are the 17 etchings. OK, um, is the secret lore because the description calls out finding all the secret lore. Um, and things laying out in the open aren't really that secret. No, I would yeah. argue no. I mean, personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then some of the last three missable ones are um, for the New Game Plus stuff, which it's, it's recommended to do this on New Game Plus, where um, so you have to not bond with the shell. Does that the, mean the whole... use it or like gain a high familiarity with it? With a shell. Use it, I believe. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so that one's called Forever Alone. And then there is Life is Suffering, which is beat the game in Obsidian Dark mode, which is a mode that doesn't allow you to bond to the shell. So that's why they're um, suggested to do together. Yep. And the third you kind of have to do is called the Nihilist, which is get into Obsidian Dark form. So one, you have to get this form beat the game in that form, and then not bond with the shell. So you those three those mesh three. together mm-hmm. in your second playthrough. Exactly. That's kind of cool. Um, you can just yeah. knock them out all at once. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's why it's only two playthroughs. Yeah. And you hopefully so, are pretty skilled at the boss strategies by the time you get to the second playthrough, so it's not too bad. Yeah. I'm not super, like, I haven't played this game yet, um, but there is this, like... Uh, freeze thing you get where you like turn into a rock and can deflect a hit it's essentially your block in the game yes i've seen that so i don't know if that's part of a shell or not i know these shells give you like abilities and like i was saying before like those different buffs that you know some of them have some attack stuff some have stamina shit like that so i don't know if that actual skill is just a part of the game or not which i'm a little nervous that it's not I guess I could try to try to find that shit live. But if that's not part of it, it probably could be pretty hard. But if it's not, that's that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. It'd be, be nice to, to be able to uh, block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I think I think aside from those missables, the, the there's a lot there's a good mix of trophies to uh further your enjoyment. You know, that Colin, like we talk about with Call of Duty stuff, you know, make you do make you do certain things that that um incentivize you to explore the world a bit more sure yeah i love Um, those trophies yeah and i did as far as the ratio goes pointing out colin it is a goal to beat the game yeah i love that right away you got got points for me it needs needs to be a gold yep Mm -hmm. yep sorry i need a little drink there yeah that's all right i'm having my mocha gaining my familiarity level yeah yeah my agua buffing it up Mm -hmm. buffing it baby so uh there's some of the some of the notable ones it's actually mostly a lot of them because right we went over six with the other one and there's you know a good chunk here that i wanted to call out but it, it's most of the trophies because there's not a ton um but there is a there's one called fungi picking up 50 mushrooms 
pretty man. Pretty good name right there. Like that's that. a fun guy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Sounds like funny. something Eli was saying. His dad joke. That's a very punny, punny name right there. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's one called "Waste Your Life Away," which is uh, there's an alternate ending you can achieve involving an NPC. Um, mm. It doesn't change the game, actually. And it just changes the cutscene, which I don't know how much of a fan I am of that. Mm. Just because I don't like missing stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like if you get this, then you don't get the regular ending. If you get the regular ending, then you don't get this. So I have to decide where I want to put that. Because you are playing it twice. But yeah, like, so I don't which know, one does, do you want to do first? Yeah. But does like no shell have, it, you know, those three stackable no shell obsidian dark form trophies give you a different ending? I, I believe it does. Hmm. But I'm not sure. Okay, so that's one to look out for, I think, because it's like maybe yeah. the specific requirements that you you can't do in one or of, of one of the yeah yeah. So just be yeah. on the lookout if you're going for that, listeners. Yeah. The other the other funny one I think is is this Sparta? Yeah. Which is killing an killing an <laughs> enemy by kicking them off a platform. Great, it's a great trophy. Like I don't know good. why there isn't a trophy for that in Dark Souls games, but whatever. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. They're they're, uh, they're stepping out. up the game, dude. I know. Um, and then there's another one. I know, Colin, you're into your 5Ks and getting your steps in. There's one here for step goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Killing a, kill somebody with a bear trap. So watch out for those on your next 5K because I'm even trying to get that trophy. Not quite what I had in mind, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, some combat stuff with 100 parries. Okay. Uh, aside, you know, like the step goal stuff. There's some, some combat stuff. Um, the Good Times Are Killing Me is a trophy that you have to play the loot with the villager folks. Mm-hmm. You know, getting getting into your immersion and and world building. You know? Sure, yeah, I like that. Fucking I like shred that. it, shred it with the village folk. I like that. That's just like an easy <laughs> trophy to pick up whenever you want. You can decide when you want to pop it. Cool one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there are some like you have to be at a certain distance. There are some uh, stipulations to that trophy, but like you can like. I don't know what they're exactly calling this, but you can go back to the campfire, reset them if you fuck it up. You can't get too close, I don't think. Okay, gotcha. You have to lower them in with your loot. Uh, we got Sugar Baby, which is spending 50,000 whatever in-game currency at the vendor. Okay. Nailed it, is killing two enemies with a single Ballista Kuzuka. Ballista Zuka. God damn it, I was practicing that before this and I still <laughs> fucked it up. Dude. Wait, would it help you if I live in the doc <laughs> change the spelling of it? No, Ballista like Zuka. <laughs> no. <laughs> Kill two enemies with a single ballistic fuck, dude. <laughs> ballista Zuka. It's two words. Ballista now. Zuka bolt. It's like a bazooka, but a ballista. I want to say ballista I want to say koozie after it. That's the problem. I want to say koozie. Ballista koozie. I don't know why. It's a double O. Fucking. It's fucking a ballista yeah. that you put in a beer koozie. Ballista Zuka. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's the problem. But killing two enemies with one of those bolts. And um and then killing an enemy with a hardened plunge, it's called. It's a me. I like that. I'm one. assuming that's a Mar- it's Mario. It's a Mario reference. reference for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they got some they got some very good naming. Uh not very good. Pretty good. Pretty good naming, you know. Uh very well rounded list, making you do some uh you know the hard and plunge bear trap parries ballista zuka fucking nailed it there you go and then there's the last one for uh petting an npc's cat called perfect so nice. i think it's a pretty pretty dope list i have to say for a team of four people it's pretty clear that someone on that team 
understands trophies. Yeah. This is a very good list. Yeah. It's varied. It's a good distribution. It's got, you know, not too many playthroughs required. Fun naming conventions. Yeah. Yeah. The the artwork is uh I think very fitting for the game. I don't think it's uh you know eh, I like it. It's beautiful. I should I was gonna say it's not beautiful, but I think it is. It fits, it's dark, it's grim, and the like the artwork behind it is very detailed and um you know the fungi's got this like grotesque skeleton with mushrooms sticking out all over it. It's pretty dope. Yeah. Um the artwork's very detailed. The problem is it's in such a small package it's hard to really appreciate, but like again, someone put fucking good time and work and effort into, you know, the one wasting your life away. Did I call that out? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Um, you know, it's this very detailed drawing of the NPC drinking drinking a bottle. It's uh it's pretty lit, dude. Yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the pictures right now, the artwork right now. Looks really good. And I'd also just say the PSN guide on the PSN profiles uh site has the exceptionally high quality stamp on it. So it's a very good guide if you're looking to uh to try this out. Mm. So one thing I did notice is um, you seem different trophy, unlock all of the shells in the game. It kind of reminds me of um, the platinum trophy that Colin got from Republic Commando with oh, all four yep. of them kind of lined up. Yeah. This one's just pretty cool. Like that effort you were talking about, Eli, it looks really nice. Yeah. It's, it's like grim and, you know, despair artwork, but it's very fitting and, you know, detailed where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. This doesn't pop, but doesn't need to. No, it's a subdued sort of atmosphere. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. I like it. Very good. Yeah. Good good and, breakdown uh, there. Yeah. Yeah, so there's they, they continued this with the with the DLC as well. Uh, I didn't do as much research on this, but when it was coming out, that's when I ended up buying this enhanced version. So I guess I shouldn't be complaining too much about what they're giving away for free because I already own it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm fighting for the I'm for the people, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. But I bought it around when this virtuous cycle was coming out because they uh, they added those trick weapons. That's all I really uh, known about it. And uh, but as I look through this list, they have some other good naming conventions like the the loot hero referencing guitar hero, and then there's another one below it called OPAF, which is pretty funny. Yeah, they, they continued it with the uh, with the DLC as well. So props to them, dude. Holy shit, the DLC though seven playthroughs. Six out of ten difficulty, twenty-five hours. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's a shorter sort of like loop yeah. experience. So yeah. seven, it's, it's a, kind of misleading there, but like, yeah, it's still. a virtuous cycle. There you go. Yep. So twenty-five hours divided by seven—that's yep. like what three hours each. Yep. Ish. Yep. So that's a it's playing one a night. It's a week, dude. I'm done though. There you go. Very cool. Well, you know, actually, since you've gone over the list, I've gotten more excited about the game. To be completely honest with you. Yeah, that's um, what I'm here to do, man. I wasn't necessarily <laughs> going to play this anytime soon, but maybe I'll try to work it in next year. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We'll see. I might be bl- mm. I might be burnt out on this shit after doing Elden Ring and Dark Souls 2 next year, though. So we'll yeah. see. If it's uh, if it's if you get the superior version for free, then maybe it would be worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there is even, there is even, like, the, uh, the haptic support on the PS5, the enhanced edition. Oh, wow. So like, okay. yeah. So like when you do that, like hardened block would probably give you some good, some good feedback and yeah, um, the, you know, the sounds and the shakes and the walking and all that shit that the haptics do. 
Yeah, it'd be a great way to drain your controller battery. You 4K, want, 60. You want... <laughs> God, you and your fucking batteries, they last forever. <laughs> they, don't last, fucking... they don't last forever. It's they don't last forever. They like 12 they hours don't, They don't last forever. Day, dude. It la- they last for maybe eight to nine hours, a battery charge. Yeah. How do you, what, are you playing more than eight, nine hours? But I don't charge it after I'm done every time. That's a personal problem. Right, exactly. Charge your fucking controller if you want it not to die. No. Not charge your phone and go, oh, it's dying all the time. Why's my phone dying? I'm just, I'm <laughs> just fucking say- charge your phone, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I don't, if I don't have the, the haptic Jeez. stuff on, the battery life will last me like weeks with my controller. So think about that. Eight hours is enough to play a session and plug it in when you're done. Nah, that's all right. Anyway, and then you can have haptics. That's a great uh, great review there. Let's just discount the last bit about the haptics there. I'll cut that out. Uh, but but, but great, great list discussion, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, let's get into the last one of the day and of the episode, which is Lego DC Supervillains. Now, I had uh, intuition about this, but I actually researched it a bit more, which is that this game being a Lego game is a rare offering with PS Plus. And I went back and did some research. There's a great site called PSPlusInfo.com that you guys can check out where you can see a list of all of the games that have been offered on PS Plus dating back to 2010, okay? And the last time that we had a Lego offering on PS Plus was August of 2014 for the Vita so up in, since then, we have not had a Lego offering, which is actually pretty insane. When you think about it, there has not been a Lego offering on the PlayStation 4 as for PS Plus until this game. So it is indeed quite rare. And it's something where uh, typically these games are given away on Xbox games with gold. So I don't know if that was something to do with like a particular generation of console that like you know, the the studio behind this game, which is TT Games, if they made some sort of deal or Warner Brothers made some sort of deal with Xbox to offer these. But apparently that that deal has come to an end because here we are and we have Lego DC Supervillains. So this game is developed by TT Games, as I said, published by Warner Brothers, and it was released on October 16th, 2018. The base game has three golds, 10 silvers, and 32 bronzes. So not a horrible ratio, but not you know, amazing. Not as good as Mortal Shell. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> there is DLC for this game. There's six DLC packs, and they each have five bronzes, which add 30 more bronzes. Yay. So the overall version <laughs> would come out to three golds, 10 silvers, and 62 bronzes, which is fucking psycho. So um, let's discount the, the DLC stuff for now and just look at the base game. And uh, let's see. So the Platinum Rarity is currently sitting at 21.73% on PSM profiles. So relatively easy plat to achieve there. On the app, it's sitting at 1.9%. And I think in general, the game is probably best described uh, with alongside other LEGO games is just do everything, see everything, collect everything, right? The majority of the, excuse me, the majority of the trophies in the game have to deal with the story. There are 20 story levels, and each one will give you a bronze trophy when you complete it. And you'll also get a gold trophy for beating the game. The title of the trophy is pretty funny. It's called Anti-Life Finds a Way. little uh, Jurassic Park reference there for, to the uh, life uh, uh, finds a way. So most of the stuff in the game is unmissable and is story-related, which is kind of cool, might be kind of annoying depending on how you look at it. And Because uh, the game doesn't really ask you to do a whole lot of that experimentation and exploring the different characters. You know, there's not a lot of trophies for comboing specific things with characters up, although there is one that's a notable exception to that. So what you're going to be doing in the course of playing this game is beating the story, and then going back in free roam once you have all the characters unlocked, 
doing things that you couldn't do in the levels before, and filling up your meter for true supervillain, which is basically collecting the uh, bolts in each of the levels or the currency in order to 100% every single level. So that's what I mean when it's collect everything, do everything, see everything. Um, the guide, according to PSM profiles, is a 3 out of 10 difficulty and 30 hours to complete. It says two playthroughs, but really that second one is mostly just the free roam aspect of the game. So not too crazy there, <clears throat> uh, but it's very typical Lego list. The, the trophy artwork, I think, is good. Not great, not amazing. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of hard to be amazing <laughs> from an artwork standpoint when you're working with Lego blocks, right? But it, they're basically just different photos of different Legos and different items and objects. It looks very childish to me, but it's... Yeah, why are they... Yeah, go ahead. They like added a, neck, a smaller box that they gave themselves a smaller area to work with. I think it's meant to be like a printed out photo, you know, like a like a photo that is developed. No, it looks like a it's like they got lines on it, like a mug shot. Yeah, like the height of it. But still, they like they just yeah. gave themselves less space to work with. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. Um, I don't really quite get it either. But yeah, like and some of them like they collect all the the characters trophy, which is a silver called all together now. Little Beatles song reference there um, is basically a mug shot with like a blank face and just has a hundred percent underneath it it's mm. kind of boring uh it's the same 100 percent as is for a trophy a little later on called a little bit extra achieve 100 percent completion which is literally mm. just 100 percent written on that like photo yeah page. it's like it's, it's kind of it's lame <laughs> it's literally the same text form too it, it it's is like they just they just re they, they resized it, it. <laughs> yeah they resized it and took the person out behind it yep put some stars so but. yeah it's it's not um it's not great. The, the the thing that I did like was the Joker photo for the platinum, just because the implication and having, you know, the Joker is always such a main stay and main villain within the DC universe. So having his mugshot be the, the platinum trophy, um, mm -hmm. I thought seemed fitting, even though it's still just like a picture of a, <laughs> of his head, <laughs> of a Lego Joker yeah. head. A lot of green in there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's also another trophy I wanted to call out called Man of Steel, which is to complete a level without dying. It's kind of a double entendre because complete a level without dying, you know, makes sense with the name, but also Man of Steel is Superman and it's a reference there. So you're going to have a lot of that going across the, uh, the naming conventions for the trophies, which I think are a, a bit better than the artwork, but still nowhere near the level of, of, uh, cleverness that you get in something like Mortal Shell that you just went over, Eli. So... Mm -hmm. It's overall, I mean, a very simplistic list, very simplistic gameplay formula. Um, I know that Slugger has started playing this game, and I'm assuming it's enjoyable. Um, I think really the, the coolest thing that I can say about it is that we just don't normally get LEGO games, like I said at the top. So the best thing about it is that it's a rare offering. It's also um, split screen and co-op, and it'd be a fun one to play with your son, Eli, probably. Uh, and Yeah, I had the... Yeah. I had picked up one of the uh, the the superheroes like collection. Sure, it's a pretty decent collection with three games in it. I think. Yep. And I did I did enjoy it uh, a, a little bit. It's it's just like one of those games that I don't know. It's tough. It's like you want to really like it. It's like a gamey game. Yeah. You know, something you can play with your son. Split screen. It's just kind of there. It's good. It's quality, yep. but it's not going to knock your socks off. Um. But it did definitely, I think a lot of the Lego games are like extremely grindy as far as like collecting everything because that shit got kind of boring and 
he kind of he kind of lost interest at that point too there's there's like so much shit all over the place it's it's a bit overwhelming for like this 100% stuff sure um this one definitely seems like a lower hour mark compared to some of the others so uh maybe it's not as bad but you know you got to <clears throat> like i think there is a bit more of the uh you know variety in gameplay just because you have to have different characters to get like different things around the map, at least in the one I played. Yeah. So I think it's, um, you know, there's, there's a good variety there, but I don't, you know, it can be a bit much at times. It's like too much. Yeah. It's a know? little, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what you mean. It's a little overwhelming. It's kind of funny. I'm looking at the recent players right now on the PSN page and slugger is on there sitting at a 31%. <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Dang. you. Slugger. Yep. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. I own um, Lego Jurassic World, I think it is, is the only other Lego game I have. I bought it on sale for like seven bucks at one point back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was planning on doing it next year as part of like a backlog cleanup. So maybe I'll do this one instead. I'll try one of them out. But the the like biggest thing that I've heard and what I, from talking to people who play these Lego games is you don't want to do them back to back by any means because they're pretty much all identical in like how they play and in the lists and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just, you know, be aware of that. There's also a couple buggy trophies in this game, apparently. Uh, nothing too crazy that doesn't get fixed by just, like, deleting and reinstalling or something like that. Uh, but that could be frustrating. And then LEGO games in general, when I was reading the, the forum posts, tend to have some bugs. So things won't load or, like, something won't, like, appear properly, right? Like, a lot of those apparently can just be fixed by quitting the game and then reopening it and relaunching it. So if you encounter any sort of minor glitch or error when you're playing this game, just uh, just try doing that. And um, yeah, I don't really have too much else to add. I mean, if you like DC, it, I think the Lego games, like they're all a simple formula and they're all the same sort of idea. So it's really about which IP do you want to play. And if you like DC and you like the villains in DC, which are a really great cast, I will admit, then maybe this is the one you want to jump into. Um, so, you know worth checking out i'm i'm gonna add this one to my my backlog and i'm also gonna add mortal shell so yeah that's really all i got you guys have any questions about lego dc supervillains very nice very nice (laughs) all right i don't have any questions okay cool well that is gonna do it for episode 47 of the show remember we will be back in episode 48 with what we have been playing in december and I hope everyone who's listening is having a wonderful day. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, if you have any comments or feedback for us, you know, definitely leave it in all the places. Let us know. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. Let's uh, let's figure out where people can find you at. Eli, where can, where can the folks get in touch with you? Narshrider131D on Instagram and, uh, and my YouTube. There you and go. And then there's, of course, the Discord that you should check out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Daryl, what about you? Uh, the tall Simone guy on Instagram and Twitch, and I'm wrapping up a game soon, so I'm probably gonna start streaming soon. Maybe some Bloodborne or Sekiro. Oh. So stay tuned. Oh, right. that's right, dude. That's right. You got both of those. Let's go. Good Let's stuff. Go. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, I'm CK Present everywhere. Uh, I just actually changed my Xbox gamer tag to CK Present, uh, which no I'm, shot. But I've been playing uh, Halo Infinite, so you can check. You know, find me on there. Uh, Master Chief Collection I've been playing a little more of, but otherwise PlayStation and then YouTube is CK present. 
as well. So yeah, that, that'll do it. But Discord is always best place to find us. And yeah, have a wonderful rest of your uh, December until we hear from you again in a few weeks time, listeners. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Take care and goodbye. Thank you.